Welcome to the Austin, Michael, and Austin show. I'm Michael, and this is Austin and Austin. Yes, we're going to talk about sports today. Uh, we'll get started with college football. Big games this past weekend. Uh, perhaps the biggest one, biggest upset, Georgia versus South Carolina. Dude, this was a crazy matchup. I mean, for me, I did not see South Carolina pulling this one off, especially being in Athens, Georgia, one of the toughest places to play. Georgia looked great all year long so far. And then South Carolina came in with uh, their quarterback being injured. And, man, I did not see this one coming. South Carolina pulled it off and looked really good. Not only was their quarterback injured coming into the game, their quarterback, their backup quarterback got hurt. And they replayed that, finished that game with a third-string quarterback. And... Once it was in overtime in at home in Athens, I didn't think there was any way South Carolina was going to pull that one off. And yeah. then they missed the field goal in first overtime to yeah. take it to second overtime. That was crazy, man. Yeah, not an easy stadium to win in. Jake Fromm struggled a little bit. Georgia's playoff potential was kind of thrown out the window now. I mean, yeah. they have a lot of work to do and there's hope still, a lot of things happen. There's still potential for them. They got to win out, and then they got to beat either LSU or Bama in the SEC championship game. Mm-hmm. If yeah. that happens, they're going to still be in. Yeah, if they, they went out, if they went out, they're in. And But I also think off of what he said with Jake Fromm struggling, I think he definitely showed that he might not be the first-round quarterback that we all thought mm-hmm. he was. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yep, he, uh, he struggled a little bit. We'll move on to another game, LSU versus Florida. Big top ten mat- matchup. Yes, it was, and Joe Burrow showed why he is the best quarterback in the country right now. Showed why he he could be the number one pick in this upcoming draft. Yeah, you know, LSU impressed me this week. Uh, their offense versus that tough Florida defense, which we saw Bo Nick struggle against uh, a couple weeks ago, and, or last weekend, and um, Joe Burrow looked unbelievable in one of his toughest defensive matchups of his college career so far. So for me, he looked impressive. Big shout-out to Florida's offense, looking pretty impressive against that LSU defense. Trask impressed me this week, man. He really impressed me this week. They couldn't get the win, but I liked what Florida did this week. Florida's another team like Georgia that controls their own destiny. Mm -hmm. They... They didn't win, but they really did impress this weekend. Yeah. And I think with um, they have an extremely tough schedule. And if they go, I think they have a real good shot at going out and beating Georgia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know LSU. It's not easy to win in Death Valley for any team. Um, LSU showed me that they're a playoff football team. They have what it takes to be in the playoff, and I respect that. I think LSU is a dangerous team this mm-hmm. year. All right, we'll kind of switch gears. Not necessarily as big of a game, but an exciting one. Baylor versus Texas Tech. You know, this one was exciting. And before the game, this was going to be an interesting game. Jet Duffy looked unbelievable the week uh, week before versus Oklahoma State. And Baylor was entering the game undefeated in the top 25. So for me, this was a big game upcoming and Baylor showed up, they got the W, but Texas Tech did show up as well, and they fought hard during this game. 
Yes, and here we had another overtime game like that Georgia-South Carolina game. Mm -hmm. And um, if you remember that game, there was that um, fumbled snap that the refs called an illegal snap on. And after the game, the refs did say that there should not have been a penalty on that game. And Texas Tech would have won if they did not throw the flag. So there's some controversy with this one. Yeah. Yeah, I give, you know, it was a great game. Baylor played really good, still undefeated. Um, they got a tough game coming up here, homecoming Oklahoma State. We'll see how that one goes. Um, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, but sources are telling me Jalen Ramsey is in the process of being traded to the Rams. Ooh. To the Rams. Makes the Rams. sense why they just traded Marcus so, Peters wow. now. Yes. So we can talk about that when we get into NFL. But so. for right now, we'll stay on the topic of college football. But exciting news in the NFL world. All right, let's let's go. You know, the Red River Shootout, Texas versus OU. Great game. What are, what are our mm -hmm. thoughts on that game? So this game started out slower than I thought. Jalen Hurts had a big time fumble inside like the thirty yard line uh, in the first half. She had two interceptions, I think. Yeah, two interceptions. two interceptions. One at like the goal line too. You know, in the end zone. And um, for me. This was a lower-scoring game, especially in the first half than I expected. I felt like this was going to be more of a shootout. But second half started up faster pace, which was what I expected out of the first half. Texas still has some question marks, in my opinion. Um, but OU looked really good. Jalen Hurts had that one behind the uh, back uh, scrambling. Could have easily been a fumble, but... I mean, it's crazy, but OU fought hard, they got the W, and right now, they're in the playoff hunt. In, uh, in my opinion, I don't think this game was as close as the score showed. I think OU was kind of in control this mm -hmm. whole game. Texas, now in their second, this was their second loss season, I think they're definitely out of playoff yeah. contention, and I think that how they played on the field shows that they don't deserve to be in the playoffs as well. But Oklahoma, definitely impressed, and definitely is right there for a playoff spot. I think Texas has had a lot of success with uh, Big 12 teams, mm -hmm. but they did struggle against Oklahoma, and that's really concerning. Can they keep up with the big boys? And Lost yeah. to LSU and Oklahoma, two teams this, that yeah. they had to win to make the playoffs. This mm -hmm. game clearly shows they're not there yet. Yeah. Um, so, But they are a team to keep an eye out on uh, for, in, in the future. The future. For sure. Could possibly still make a New Year's Six Bowl. Oh, yeah. I think they're definitely still in a shot for New Year's Six. Mm -hmm. But playoffs, I don't think yeah. they're in contention anymore. I agree. All right. Um, last college football game we'll talk about for right now. Uh, Penn State, Iowa. Another great top 25 matchup this past weekend. Penn State with the big win. You know, Penn State's impressing me this year. Um, for me, I'm not a big Big Ten fan. I don't. I feel like the conference as a whole is a little overrated, but Penn State is showing up big this year, and they're showing why they are a playoff contender. If they beat Ohio State in the coming weeks, this team is going to be a playoff team, and I expect that. But you know, Penn State's a great team. Iowa just got back-to-back -back losses, showing why they aren't for real. I. Um, disagree with Michael. I think that the Big Ten is a is a very good conference, especially on the top end. You got Wisconsin, you got Ohio State, you got Penn State. I think Penn State is one of the elite teams in the country this year with having a top five offense and a top five defense mm -hmm. so far this season. And, you know, the game against Iowa did disappoint me a little bit, but Iowa's a good team and it's hard to win there. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I think that Penn State, if they can keep up what they've done this year, they got as good a shot as anybody to make the playoffs, especially having to play Ohio State. And yeah. if they beat Ohio State, then Wisconsin, Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship. It is very tough to win at Iowa for any team. Yeah. Um, Penn State, I, I felt like they need to do a little bit better. They need to be better because when they play Ohio State, they will struggle. Yeah, I wanted to see Penn State really go in there and just dominate them, but, mm-hmm. I mean, a win's a win. A win's a win. Top 25 team. I still think Iowa is a good football team. Yeah. Um, for me, Iowa is a good football team. I'm not sure if they're elite, though. I mean, they only scored three points against a Michigan team who's struggling this year, in my opinion. And then they just lost to Penn State. They're a good team, but they aren't there yet, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, we're, we're, we're going to uh, talk about Heisman predictions. I mean, you can give me, like, three top names who you think deserve a Heisman right now. I am going to give you three names, and I'm going to give you to them in order. I got one, Joe Burrow. Two, Jonathan Taylor, and three, Tua Tagovailoa. Wow. Uh, for me, I got a little different. And it's all three quarterbacks. I'm sorry, it's not Joe Burrow. I know you're a big fan, but man, Tua Tagovailoa <laughs> deserves... Not the to, easiest name to say. No, not at all. But he deserves a mention here. Jalen Hurts, with those Big 12 defenses, he's just going to rack up stats. Rack them up, rack them up, rack them up. I expect him to be in the final, uh, finalist at the end of the year. And the last one, Justin Fields, man. The dude's going off this year, and I feel like he's going to continue going off. Early on in the season, he slowed down in the second half, started getting benched in the second half in a few games. That's not going to happen in the end of the year with those tougher matchups. I expect Justin Fields to finish off strong. Were those three in order, or are those? Uh, no, just no in particular order. So if you had to pick one Heisman winner right now, who would you pick? I would go with Justin Fields, man. It's more of like predicting wise. I expect him to take a step up in these later weeks. Yeah, for me, end of year predicting, I would say it. For me, it's real close between Joe Burrow and Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. I think Jonathan Taylor is just. He's so good. He's definitely going to be a first-round pick in this draft, and he's going to yeah. be – I think he'll be a great NFL running back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my top three, I've got Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, and Jonathan Taylor. I mean, I Jalen Hurts is just unreal. I mean, yeah. he's a great athlete, and I think Lincoln The rushing Riley, yards are insane. Yeah, Lincoln mm-hmm. Riley's really adjusted really well to make him successful. Joe Burrow, he's proved himself. He's a top quarterback. Yeah. He's played some tough teams in a tough conference so far. It's going to be fun to watch him on Sundays. Two top ten wins already. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Jonathan Taylor, he's, the man's just a beast. He's best, one of the best running backs in college mm-hmm. football, I think. So yeah. I think that's definitely something to keep an eye on. The conversation will continue as the season continues. Uh, NF, so playoff predictions. For who, college who, football? Yeah, college football. Who do we got top four? Uh, for for uh, end of season? And, end yes. Of, End of the season. Um, I'll go one LSU, two Clemson, three. Right now, I'm gonna say Wisconsin, but it's three for me is the winner of the Big Ten, and it's so close between Wisconsin, Penn State, and Ohio State. It's gonna come down to who wins those games. Right now, I'm gonna say Wisconsin and four Oklahoma. Wow. So for me, Clemson's number one, and yes, they struggled against UNC a few weeks ago, but they showed up against 
uh, Florida State this past weekend. And honestly, looking at Clemson's past seasons, they always struggle against one team. That's you. That was UNT this year. I expect them to just keep on killing every single team on their remaining schedule. Number two, I got Ohio State. And Chase Young, in my opinion, is the best defender in college football. And Justin Fields is my Heisman pick. And J.K. Dobbins, number two in rushing yards this year. Ohio State's legit, and they're going to be a national championship contender. For me, Bama's number three. And I think Bama's going to beat LSU in the coming weeks, but I don't see them winning the Iron Bowl this year. I think that they're going to be upsetted by Auburn in the Iron Bowl, yet still make the SEC championship game with the head-to-head win over LSU. And number four, I got Oregon. I think Oregon is going to win out. They Their only loss was to a tough Auburn team in week one. We saw a couple years ago, Ohio State lost to Virginia Tech in week two of the season, and they won the national championship because the, they look at early losses and hold it to a le- more lenient um, standard to later losses. And I think Oregon losing earlier in the season will help them in the long run. Oregon's a team that I definitely have up there in the top six. I would say my five and six are Alabama-Oregon. But I, and I think be, the reason I have Oklahoma at four is because I think that they have a good shot at going undefeated. Yeah. If they don't, it's going to be real close between Oklahoma and Oregon for what one loss conference champion team they want to put. Yeah. But I also think Oregon has a shot at losing one more game. That is true. The Pac-12 championship game, potentially versus Utah, could be a tough one. Tyler Huntley looking like a great quarterback this year, and Zach Moss is one heck of a running back. Where do you have Oklahoma at? Oklahoma, for me, right now is number five. Um, I think they will get one loss. And I'm looking at Baylor. Uh, it's in Waco in the coming weeks. And I expect Baylor to actually upset Oklahoma in that game. So you have um, LSU as a one-loss one loss team? Yeah. Where do you have them at, six? Six, yeah. What about you, Austin? What are your top four? I've got Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, and Ohio State. I, You know, it's a pretty – Common top four, but I think they are the top four teams. Do you have them all going undefeated? You know, I don't know. I, th- I it's tough. I think they might have one or two that might. Ha- I think Alabama might lose. I think Ohio State has a chance of losing, but I do think that they're the top four teams mm-hmm. this year. All right, we'll go into the uh, NFL right now. But before we get started, Jalen Ramsey was traded to the Rams for two first-round picks and a fourth-round pick. Wow. So and early, so earlier, the Rams traded Marcus Peters to the Ravens for, what was it, Kenny Hill? Yeah, I believe. it was a linebacker, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it was a linebacker. I believe it was Kenny Hill. Yeah. But, man, Rams are making a lot of moves. I'm impressed. They with just traded for Austin Corbett, too, for a yep. day three 2021 pick. Yep. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm kind of shocked about this, honestly. I thought Jalen Ramsey had a better chance of going to the Rams' rival of the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks love those diva-ish cornerbacks. I thought Seahawks were going to make a push for Jalen Ramsey. So I'm a little shocked about about that one, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the Rams did trade Marcus Peters for linebacker Kenny Hill. 
And now that trade does make much more sense because they mm-hmm. get linebacker help and they get Jalen Ramsey. They're definitely yeah. going for that Super Bowl push this year. Yeah. Yep. They're, 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 they want to be a Super Bowl champ this year. They're not wasting any time. And I also, they don't like their first-round picks. So they keep their, their cap on their players, not wasted on their draft picks. Yeah. So it makes sense that they trade away those earlier draft picks. Yeah, like before they traded a first-round pick for uh, Brandon Cooks, I believe, mm-hmm. years ago. They, yeah. they do trade their first-round picks a lot. So they are making a push now. They want it now. Mm-hmm. They've struggled a little bit so far, so they yeah. realize now is the time to make a move. Uh, we'll get into <clears throat> this past week's you know, really interesting games, but we'll start off with perhaps the most interesting the Tank Bowl, Redskins, Dolphins. What a, what a Dolphins way to lose a game. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that might be the worst two-point conversion attempt I have ever seen watching football. Not only was it a drop, but if he caught the ball, there's no way he was getting in the end zone. Yeah. I mean, that play call was just a crappy one. <laughs> I mean, but give shout-out to Ryan Fitzpatrick coming in, man. He looked like Ryan Fitzmagic again uh, coming in. After Josh Rosen playing like dog poop the whole entire uh, start of the game. So, big shout out to Ryan Fitzpatrick to come back and try to force overtime or try to win the game at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he definitely, I mean, they were not in the game when he came in. Josh Rosen did not look good. But what's interesting about that is before when Ryan Fitzpatrick was starting and they brought in Josh Rosen, it was the complete opposite. Ryan Fitzpatrick looked so bad, and Josh Rosen came in and looked like a good quarterback. Yeah. So it seems like whoever comes off the bench is the quarterback that plays good in that game. It's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I love the quarterback battle. I love, I'm, love competition. I think it's good for Josh Rosen. I think it's good for Fitzpatrick. And the fact that Rosen got benched, he wasn't playing good, gave him Fitzpatrick another chance. I mean, the Dolphins yeah. are tanking, and I don't see another reason why to if you, get a win. If you notice with Ryan Fitzpatrick, he succeeds more when he's a backup. Like, when he was playing for the Bucks last year, he was still technically the backup. He was just starting those first four games because Winston was suspended. But right when Winston got unsuspended, he played awful, and they had to push Winston back in. Mm-hmm. Ryan Fitzpatrick is better off as a backup, and then once someone gets injured or playing like dog poop, he's going to come in and look like Ryan Fitzmagic. But if he's named the starter, he's Ryan Fitztragic all day. I I disagree with the Dolphins' decision, though, because I think they should just be playing Josh Rosen as much as possible to try to see. I mean, obviously he hasn't been looking great, but try to see at the most of what they got in him, and at the same time, they they might as well try like not care about winning at this point in the season anyways because yeah. the more games they lose the better draft pick they're gonna get but and at, and they get to see what they got in their I quarterback. I can see that, but also Josh Rosen is gonna um, lose confidence at some point if he's keep on playing and losing games. He doesn't have the talent around him to succeed in Miami. He really doesn't. Unfortunately, no, he doesn't. But. They traded with Arizona to get him. He is yeah. the future of Miami yeah. Dolphins. But yeah. is he the future? Well, we don't know, but I, I don't know why else you would make the trade. If, yeah, if yeah. the trade doesn't make sense to me at all, especially when week one Ryan Fitzpatrick was named the starter. Yeah. It made no sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree. There's something going on that we don't really know. The, or... the trade did not make sense to me, especially when 
all signs seem to be pointing that they're drafting a quarterback this year. If um, Dolphins yeah. are the number one overall pick, who do you see them taking? Justin Herbert? You think Justin Herbert? Or Tua, maybe? Man, I'm going with a non-quarterback. I think it's going to be Chase Young. I Well, they do have two top picks. Depending, yeah. on, depending on where the Steelers pick goes... I think if their Steelers pick is top ten, they will take Chase Young one and a quarterback with the other yeah, pick. But sure. if it falls, if the Steelers pick, the Steelers end up winning more games and it goes to be a later pick, they're gonna go quarterback. I have a question one. though, if it would be smarter for the Dolphins to not take a quarterback in this year's draft, wait and see what Josh Rosen can do with a little more talent next year, and then if he doesn't succeed, you got the twenty twenty one draft class with Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. I I think I disagree because what if they, they're not as bad next year, don't get one of the top few picks? Then you know that Josh Rosen has the potential to be the future. I think you got a top pick this year, you use it on one of these quarterbacks that right now seem to be sure things. This is a stacked quarterback draft class. I feel like it's a decent one. I'm not sure if it's better than 2021. I really Trevor like Lawrence has not impressed me at all this year. He has not. But I mean, he struggled. He has. He has. He's thrown a lot of interceptions this year. But I feel like he's going to have a better year next year. Um, With Travis Etienne, maybe going to return, probably not. Um, But you've got Justin Ross still uh, the upcoming year. I expect Trevor Lawrence to have a better year next year. He's also a more traditional NFL quarterback. Than college quarterback, college quarterbacks, the ones who are dual threats are gonna succeed in college. You notice in the NFL, a lot of pocket passers are the ones that succeed. Trevor Lawrence has been compared to Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning since his freshman year of high school. This guy's no joke. He just hasn't. I mean, last year he sure he had a great season, especially in the playoffs. But this year, I have not been impressed. And he's got time to change it, which is good. And mm. I could see them going Chase Young. I mean, the common pick would be a quarterback. They have, they have two picks. If they take Chase Young, I think there is no way they don't go quarterback And then they also pick. got a late first-rounder from the Texans, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So they from can go running back if they don't like Kenyon Drake or Caleb Lodge. Jonathan Taylor. Travis Etienne. Uh, DeAndre Swift, possibly. I'm not as high on DeAndre Swift. I think the other two are elite. Yeah. I think DeAndre Swift's like a third-round running back, really? second-round running back. I think he's an early second, late first guy. And a second, third, I think. But. Um, or you could go wide receiver. I like their wide receiver core. Yeah, but you got Jerry Judy. You possibly Jerry, could have uh, yeah. C.D. Lamb, Tylen Wallace. Those three guys are yeah. going to be great in the NFL. LaVisca Chanel. Yeah. I mean, for me... That might be the pick late first round. Jerry Judy is probably going to be picked earlier than that, but that might be the go-to. Maybe. I don't know if they'll go wide receiver, but... Yeah. And uh, Brian Flores is a defensive-minded coach. I mean, he was you know linebacker coach in New England, so although it's not the same position as defensive line, I, I still think you know he would like a defensive player that he can really develop in Chase Young. I mean, that defense has been real bad this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, as we see, they are not yeah. the best. All right, we'll talk about the Chiefs-Texans, and a lot of people would consider this game an upset. What are your thoughts? I picked the Texans at the start of the game. I um, I did as well. For me, 
The Texans are one great team. Yes, early on in the season, there were some doubters uh, because they struggled against the Jaguars. Uh, Jaguars almost beat them. If they uh, got that two-point conversion, they would have beaten the Texans. But Texans have shown me a lot, especially this week against the Chiefs, that they're pushing for a Super Bowl contending team. I think there's a good chance they're going to make it to the AFC Championship game this year. I would agree with Michael. Um, I think that that offense is just mm-hmm. extremely good. Their, their offense line is much improved with the addition of Laramie Tunsil. Yes. I think that they still are in need of a running back. I don't, I'm not a huge Duke Johnson or yeah. Carlos Hyde fan. But I, mean, I, think they can, I think they can make a push for Melvin. I, I really do. I feel like if they're going to get Melvin Gordon, it'll be as a free agent in the offseason. I don't think the Chargers are going to trade him this year. I think I'm, it would be smart for the Chargers to trade him. I just yeah. don't know if it's going to happen. I'm just looking at the Chargers right now, and right now they're struggling. They just lost to the Steelers. Melvin Gordon looks a little shaky right now. Uh, Got to get in the uh, regular season form. He's not there yet. Honestly, Chargers are not looking like a playoff team at this point in the year. And Austin Eckler, we know what Austin Eckler can do. Uh, in the first few weeks, he was going off. The Chargers might be better off if they trade Melvin Gordon, get some draft picks for him, because he's gone next year, we know, and let Austin Eckler continue to build. The The Chargers definitely looked better with Austin Eckler. I understand that Melvin Gordon still has rust. He's still not back to form yet, but up as at this point in the season, Austin Eckler has looked like the better mm-hmm. running back, and I could really see Melvin Gordon in Houston as a permanent home. I feel like he would really fit with that yeah. offense. I can too, and I think Houston might want to make a push. This is their year. They might want to do what the Rams Mel- are doing. And Houston gets Melvin Gordon. They're a team that is right there for a Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree. Competing with the Patriots at the end of the year and to make they, the Super Bowl. They beat the the Chiefs with their two starting corners out. Yeah. And DeAndre Hopkins against Patrick Mahomes. You gotta yes. remember DeAndre Hopkins with Tyree Killback. DeAndre mm-hmm. Hopkins still isn't having a great year. He's gonna come up in the later weeks and gonna go off. I think the Texans are a scary sleeper team right now. Yeah. And Deshaun Watson's no joke. No. Oh. He's, he's a great proved himself. He's a winner, man. He's a he winner. saw it in college. The man is a winner. And right. that's my favorite type of quarterback. One that wins. Yes. <laughs> Lions Packers, talk about a winner. I mean, yet another yeah, game winning drive. The uh, rest won, man. I mean, did we not see that pass interference in the fourth quarter? That was a no call. The guy literally tackled Marvin Jones. The, the pass interference, I agree with being a no call. The hands to the face, I do not think should have been called there. I think both of them were I awful. Agree. I feel like both of them were awful. If they should have been pass interference, Lions would have been able to win right then and there. I disagree. If that pass interference would have been challenged, it would not have been overturned. I mean, did you not see the replay, man? He literally he put his arm there and then he picked it back up. But I mean, it was enough to drag him down. It It was enough to drag him down. Based on what I've seen in replay this year, it would not have been overturned. That's true, but I mean. 
do you think the ref should have called it? The ref was behind him, and there was no way he could have seen it because what his arm went there and went up. Like it, he barely. It was not enough to call it. I do not think. Would you have called it from the ref where the ref was no, standing? No, but I mean, from your TV, you see that play, and someone asks, "Is that if, pass interference?" If I if I watch the replay, I still don't think I call it. You wouldn't call it. What do you think, Austin? It's it's tough. I probably would not have called it. I didn't think it was pass interference. I really didn't. He got there way early, man. I mean, for me, that was blatant pass interference. And then the hands to the face. Give <laughs> David Bakhtiari the Emmy Award right now. Dude. Yeah, that I yeah, that was <laughs> the hands to the face after seeing the replay live. It look. I mean, I I I understand the ref live. It looked yeah. like hands to the face because his head was going backwards. Mm-hmm. But watching the replay, it was definitely on his shoulder pad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can understand why he was putting his head backwards because it was like a little bit on his neck, but it was yeah. definitely his shoulder. Yeah. So, but I mean, like Austin was saying, Aaron Rodgers is a winner. He's one of the clutchest quarterbacks out there. He is. And I know, Michael, you disagree with it, but that's what he knows he goes how out, to win. He goes out there and he wins games. That's what well, he does. I'm winning some more Super Bowls and then we'll talk. Well, games. we'll see. It's been hey. almost a decade hey. since he's won, man. I think the Packers, like the Texans, are a team that can go out and win the Super Bowl. Ugh. I don't know sure. if they can do it with a first-year head coach, but I do think they have the talent. This is one of the At best. Def- showed it this so is far. one of the best defenses the Packers have had in a long time. Yeah, that is true. Mm-hmm. That is true. Since their Super Bowl uh, team, or the fifteen and one the year after, I think that was a pretty dang good defense, but. I don't know. For me, I'm not sure if they're there yet. I think there's another NFC team ahead of them. I'd like to say the Cowboys, but we all saw how that turned out. So let's go ahead and talk about Cowboys and Jets because that was just a nightmare for all Cowboys fans. Sam Darnold is a good quarterback. Yeah, Um. for me, the Jets looked completely different than they did the last few weeks with Luke Falk. And that goes off what Austin just said. And that was... He's a good quarterback. He's a good, really good quarterback. And he leads the Jets' offense really nicely. The Jets looked like a completely different team. He had more time. He was he was making the most out of his players. His players were doing the best they were able to do. And they weren't doing that with Luke Falk. So for me, Sam Donald's a good quarterback. Jason Garrett, though, deserves to be fired. Listen to this schedule the Jets have coming up. After the Patriots, you got Jaguars, who I think have, could probably beat the Jets. And then you got Dolphins, Giants, Redskins, Raiders, Bengals, Dolphins, Ravens, Steelers, and Bills to wrap up the season. If that's not an easy schedule, I don't know what is. The, Dolph- the Jets are going to win some games this year. Yeah, I agree. I actually thought Jets were going to be decent. At the start of the year, I thought they were like a 7-9 team, 8-8 team. Probably, I thought they were going to be the second best team in their division. With the addition of Le'Veon Bell and C.J. Mosley, I thought this team was actually a good team. But Sam Donald went down with Mono, and they struggled early this year. But this Cowboys win is going to help them, help push them. To a few more wins. And based on this schedule, I think they can win seven, eight, or even nine more games this season. Yeah. Wow. That is impressive. Yeah, I props to the Jets. They had a really good win. They played good against a 
solid Dallas Cowboys team. And shame on the Cowboys. They have talent, but they can't win with it. And yeah. so for all Cowboys fans, I, it's frustrating. That's why um, Kellen Moore needs to be their head coach. I I would not Dude, be opposed to anyone. Moore. Anyone. Hire Kellen Moore. Hire Kellen Moore. The goat. The Boise State goat, man. Hire the man. Very frustrating to be a Cowboys fan. Um, last game we'll talk about Chargers Steelers Monday night game. No Sunday night game. Sunday night game. Yes. Yep. And Chargers. I brought this up a little earlier with the Melvin Gordon situation. This is time just to tank. This is their time with Derwin James out probably till week 14, week 15, mm-hmm. around that time. This is their time to trade Melvin Gordon, let Austin Eckler be their lead back, see what they got, and just tank. There's some good talent in this year's draft that they could go after that I really like. I don't think they should tank. I think they're a team that can still go out there and, I think they, and contend. I think they got the talent, but they're not winning games. And this was a week they were supposed to have an easy win versus Steelers team. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't get it done. The, the, At home, but really a smaller version of yes. the field. I mean. Yes. The, um, the first half was definitely rough for them. I believe it was 24-0 at halftime. Yeah, I, I was mean, only able to watch the first half, but I do know when I left, I said that I thought the, the Chargers could still win the game, and the final score ended up being 24-17. Yeah. So, and I mean, they... Sh- Rivers had a chance. He was at the one-yard line uh, on his own side, but he was driving down the field and then threw an interception around the 40-yard line. It was a bad interception. Yeah. He overthrew him by yeah. 10, 15 yards. Yeah. But they had a chance. But, I mean, at this point, they got the talent. They remind me of the Falcons right now. They got the talent, but they aren't winning with that talent. It's like the Cowboys, too, man, like you said. Let's talk about Hunter Henry for a second. Coming off a bad yeah. injury, goes out there, eight catches, 100 yards, two touchdowns. He went off, man. Off I of mean, not just an injury, it was a bad injury. Yeah. He was he out for a while. Off. It's awesome to see it. We- Awesome Speak, speaking of the Falcons, though, that Falcons-Cardinals game, oh, the Falcons man. made a crazy comeback and just to miss the extra point. Yeah, I mean... And then the refs gave Kyler Murray a spot, a very favorable spot to end the game. Yeah, it was a little ridiculous, to say the least. But Matt Bryant really cost him the game of missing that extra yeah. point. Matt Ryan, Devontae Freeman both had great games, though. Mm-hmm. On the topic of the Cardinals... What are your thoughts on Kyler Murray so far? The first overall pick in this past draft. Thoughts on Kyler Murray? Stats-wise, he's looked amazing. He he has two wins, one tie. Yeah. Um, he, I think, well, they still don't have a lot of talent around him. They got David Johnson. Which yeah, is. David Johnson, I think, is a lot better of a running back than you guys think. Yeah. I think David Johnson's an elite running back. But he... Really, he it's Gerald's... Uh, veteran leadership yeah. is really helping him on. What I, I, I question is if will defenses figure him out as his career goes on. Yeah, um, I think they will, honestly. I think there may be some injury concerns later in the year. His career. His uh, career could end up being, um, yeah, being very closely to RG3s. I think that's a potential. That's what I, my prediction at the start of since he was drafted, unfortunately, was that he'll be an RG3 type player. He's going to be hard to figure out at the beginning, but then he's going to get banged up, he's going to get really hurt, and then he's just going to be a bench warmer. 
And unfortunately, I still think that. He's looked good, though. Yeah. But so did RJ3 in his rookie year. He went off his rookie year. I believe they made the playoffs his rookie year. Yeah. And then he went down with an injury in the wild card round versus Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, I, I, I honestly thought Kyler Murray would have struggled a little bit more. He's, he showed that he's transitioning well to the NFL. I think Cliff Kingsbury is doing a good job, uh, you know, helping in that transition, giving him the chance for success. I think Cliff Kingsbury has a genius offensive mind. Yeah, I think so too, man. That's Honestly, why that's why I was so high on David Johnson coming in this year because last year he was not used right, and this year he is being used right. He's not getting, being ran up the middle every play. He's being used as a pass catcher, outside runs. He's letting his strengths be shown. Honestly, I love the signing. I thought it was an underrated signing. For me, though, I think he would have been better off as an OC in the NFL, but he's doing decent as a head coach for – a team that was the number one overall pick, he took over. He's doing a pretty good job. So props to that man. Um, one more player I want to talk about right now. Rumors about Cam Newton being traded. If so, where do you think he would end up? What teams would make a push for The him? Chicago Bears. Wow. Well, that I, I think... Nick, I've heard rumors about Nick Foles being traded to Chicago Bears. But at the same time... I still like Mitch Trubisky. I like him a lot more than I know a lot of Bears fans like him. I think he can still be a quarterback. And I don't think Cam Newton is a good enough quarterback. To, I think he's more of a backup quarterback looking moving forward in the NFL. Yeah. Honestly, for me, this reminds me of Andrew Luck. Similar surgery. The same exact surgery, actually. And for me, I think this is going to be a early retirement in the upcoming year or so. So you guys both think... Cam I don't think Newton, he'll get traded. You, I don't think he'll be traded so either. are you saying Cam Newton's career is coming to an end? Yes. I don't, I don't think there's any... People have been saying that he'll start once healthy again. I don't think there's any way they bench Kyle, Kyle Allen, who's 4-0 this year and 5-0 yeah. in his career as a, as a starter. He has never lost as a starter in the NFL. Yeah, it's crazy, man. But for me, Cam Newton is retiring at the start of next year. Then. I think he'll be a backup next year and retire at the end of next year. Yeah. I could see that too. I could see that. But I think he's retiring real soon, which is going to be unfortunate. It is unfortunate. They were supposed to be in the same draft class, him and Andrew Yeah, Luck. but Andrew Luck stayed back. Yeah, there were rumors. They were talking about who was going to be the number one overall pick. Um, But similar innings. In I mean, you opinion. look at Cam Newton's career. He had an MVP season. He made it to a Super Bowl. He's he made some accomplishments, but he just has not looked like the same quarterback lately. No, not at yeah. all. And starts with the injuries, man, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Okay, we'll move on to the MVP race. Who do we see right now, or towards the end of the season, winning the MVP in the NFL? I got two words for you, Christian McCaffrey. Oh my! Come on! Look what a he's running done. back. A running back. Yes. When was the last time a running back won the MVP? I would. I believe it's Adrian, Adrian Peterson. Peterson. 2008? Yeah. You know something? Maybe. Something Only like three running backs since I was alive have won the MVP. Every other year, a damn quarterback. So, for me, I don't see so Christian McCaffrey. Three running backs? So, you're saying there's a chance. Is that what you're saying? Yes, there's a chance, but 
You know Bobby. who's on pace right now to break the record for yards from scrimmage in a season? Christian McCaffrey. He is. But for me, this reminds me of 2017 uh, MVP when it came down to Todd Gurley and Tom Brady. And many people thought Todd Gurley deserved it. But Tom Brady won it. I think it's going to come down to Russell Wilson and Christian McCaffrey. I have Russell Wilson number three right now. Are you kidding me? A man who has zero interceptions so far, who's 5-1 and one right now? Yes. Oh, my. Come um, on. I have him as a finalist. This I have number man three. man is going nuts right now. I got Chris. This guy's going to win the MVP. His best season I don't. I, as of right now, I don't see any way Christian McCaffrey doesn't win MVP. Look at what he's doing. I got Christian McCaffrey one, Deshaun Watson two, Russell Wilson three. So right now, I got Russell Wilson one, Christian McCaffrey two, Deshaun Watson three, then Mahomes at four. I've got Deshaun Watson winning it. Wow. I think, like you said, it's quarterback, but I think Deshaun Watson is proving a lot of people mm-hmm. wrong you know, right now. You know this award isn't called most valuable quarterback, right? It is most valuable player. Okay, yeah. then why hasn't a wide receiver won it? Why isn't running back winning it more Because often? most seasons, a quarterback's most valuable player. This season, this this season he is not. Wilson. We are seeing a lot of... It could literally go to anyone. I a man see. who doesn't throw an interception is very valuable to his team. If you take it off I got uh, it. Russell Wilson on that team, what's how, your record? How many wins do the Panthers have without Christian McCaffrey? What's your Zero. Re- you know how many wins they would Seahawks would have if Geno Smith was starting right now? Probably two. No, not at all. Look at how close all these games have been, man. All these games have been close. And Russell Wilson comes up clutch at again, once again. Geno Smith would not do that, man. They'd have zero as well. I disagree. Zero interceptions. And they would have zero wins. I think Christian McCaffrey has been the more valuable player this year. You each both have valid points for MVP race. So, very interesting. Let's talk about baseball. The Astros just won, so... Yeah. Is it final? Yeah. Yep, four to one. Four really one. big win. I mean, for me, this was my preseason prediction, the Astros winning the World Series, and I'm sticking by it. I think this team is complete. The addition of Zach Ranke, I think, will help uh, after the trade deadline. I think he's done a decent job. But when your three best pitchers are Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, and Zach Ranke, that's a great pitching rotation. And let's not forget their hitters with Altuve, Correa, Bregman, Michael Brantley, and George Springer. This is one of the most balanced teams in MLB and most top-heavy. I like this team a lot. I think they're winning the World Series. They're going to win this series in seven games. Once it gets back to Houston, I expect them to win uh, beat the Yankees in seven. The Yankees aren't going down without a fight. I, I, I got Yankees in seven. I think the offense of the Yankees will be enough to beat the pitching of the Astros. I think the home run power on the Yankees is just crazy, mm-hmm. and they're going to score runs. this Today, only one run. They were about one foot away from a three-run homer in, I believe, the fifth or sixth inning. So, Who's I mean, pitch, though? Cha- change that one foot, and that's, a, that's a tie game. Game seven. Who pitches for the Astros? I think it would be Garrett Cole or Justin Verlander. I don't see them scoring that much runs against those 
either of those. Two I think pitches. Justin Verlander pitches in game six or seven. Who pitched? Who pitched? Who pitched game one for the? Astros? Uh, Zach Greinke. I don't see him pitching um, game seven. Game seven is going to be Verlander or Garrett Cole. I think Garrett Cole is the better pitcher right now. I believe you may be right, man. Justin Verlander got ripped up in the NLDS that one game when he started. He did. He got he gave up what three three runs or four runs in yeah two three innings. Yeah. So National League, who do you got? Nationals in a sweep. Yeah, I mean Nationals are gonna sweep. I agree with that. Uh, Cardinals used up all their energy in that game five versus the Braves, scoring ten runs in the first inning. Ever since then. They haven't. And downhill. They what they've scored it. two runs since game since they've scored two runs since the third inning of game five in the yeah. NLDS. Only mm-hmm. two runs. That's crazy. Yep, and you got Yankees in seven and I got Astros in uh wait, Astros in seven in the ALCS. Right. And then World Series, I got Astros in five. I have Nationals in seven over the wow. Yankees. Wow. wow. Oh, all right. <laughs> What do you have, Austin? Well, right now, I've got Yankees beating the Astros in seven, and I think the Yankees will win the World Series. How many games? Six. six. I think it'll go to six or seven. I think that this Nationals team is... It, they don't... They're not... If you look on paper, they don't have the talent of the other teams, but it reminds me a lot of some of those Giants teams. Like, when they came in as a wild card team, they just all played together and all did their part, mm-hmm. and that's what this Nationals team reminds me of. I really true. like this Nationals team. I honestly would like to see them win, but I just don't think they're good enough to beat the Yankees. Yeah. I'd like to see it, though. I think it'll... I'm And it'll be a good series. I think that the Nationals could... Well, I think they'll give them more of a fight than whoever wins the National or American League will be expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, it's hard, but Astros, I think, are the most complete team in baseball. And I feel like Nationals' run is just going to end eventually. And I don't see them beating the Astros or the Yankees in the World Series. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think that we're getting a very entertaining yeah. playoffs right now, like we do every October. Playoff love, base. Love playoff baseball. Playoff baseball is some of the best stuff out there. Mm-hmm. It really is. All right, let's talk about basketball. Um, Who do we have as uh, Rookie of the Year this year? I got John Moran. I mean, this guy nice came out under the radar in high school, only got one scholarship offer, and that was Murray State. This guy went crazy this year. Some exciting dunks got him and just carrying Murray State to the round of 32 this year in March Madness. This guy's good. He's going to be explosive in that Grizzlies system, and I expect him to go off this year. Expect 20-plus points per game. Like Michael, I love John Morant. I thought he was the best player in this draft class over Zion. Mm -hmm. However, and I actually picked uh, Murray State to go to the Final Four in my bracket last wow. year, which obviously did not end up happening. <laughs> yeah. But I love, I love John Morant. I think he's going to be an amazing player. However, somebody by the name of Michael Porter Jr. didn't play a game last year, so That's he is true. still eligible for Rookie of the Year. Ben and, Simmons action. And if, if he did not play a game, John Morant would. If he played a game last year, John Morant would be my pick. But I think Michael Porter Jr. Uh, granted, he stays healthy. We'll go out there. Do you think John Morant's going to be like Donovan Mitchell getting screwed over in the rookie of the year? I don't think Donovan Mitchell got screwed over. Oh, man. 
I think Ben Simmons was the best player. Not a rookie. Not a rookie at all. By rule, by rule in the NBA. If you're eligible, you're eligible. Man. I've got Zion. Uh, pretty yeah. common pick yeah. by most. But I, I just think Zion, he's got a young core around him. Mm-hmm. The Pelicans are a solid basketball team this year. Yeah. I think Zion's got a chance to win Rookie of the Year. For me, I just feel like John Morant is going to shine more in the Grizzlies system this year. Because, like you said, Zion has a nice core around him. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to spread the ball around. Grizzlies, they got Jaron Jackson Jr. and John Rand. Those are their two guys. I expect John Rand to be explosive. And like Michael Porter Jr., you got a lot of players in that Denver Nuggets team. Like Jokic. Yeah, he'll likely be a bench player. Yeah, I mean, for me, John Rand is the one guy that's just going to lead his team. What He's team did Mike be, Conley get traded to? Uh, Utah Jazz. Okay. Um, I I believe that, or I think that Zion Williamson is going to be fun to watch and fun to see how he develops because he's one of the most hyped up players that we've seen in a long time. And I think if he lives up to his potential, he could be crazy good. He could be one of the best players in this generation. Yeah, I agree. Um, what about defensive player of the year prediction? I've got Draymond in that one. Oh my man. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with Draymond. I think he'll shine with Kevin Draymond. Don't let him go near Stephen Adams. We yes. know what happens there, man. We, we yeah. Hopefully Stephen Adams has learned to stay away. <laughs> oh my. I, I got Kawhi Leonard, and I think that this Clippers team is just gonna be crazy good defensively. You got Paul George. You got Patrick Beverly. This Clippers team is gonna give up. One of the least amount of points per game we've seen in a long time from a team, and Kawhi Leonard leading the way. I got him winning defensive player of the year. This Clippers team is elite. It, they, it, they it, are. especially defensively. They got they can score too, yeah. but defensively, there I've never seen a team like this defensively. I'm shocked that none of you mentioned the back to back winner of the defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert, dude. This guy is such a good inside defender, especially with the Jazz uh, defensively. Um, this year, I think they're going to improve. And for me, this is a no-brainer. Rudy Gobert is going to lead the league in blocks. He's going to be able to stuff so many players that come in, in the inside. I expect Rudy Gobert to win the Defensive Player of the Year once again, third, three straight years. Wow. I think there's a good chance that the three players we just named might be the three finalists for Defensive Possibly. Player of the Year. You still got like AD and Giannis in the mix too. I mean, those two players deserve mention. Same with Paul George, possibly. Mm-hmm. There's I just, so many players. They're really. I just, I just think at the end of the season, you look at you're gonna look at points per game that the Clippers have given up, and you're gonna see who led the way, and it's gonna be Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. And I think that that team's just gonna be so good defensively, and he'll yeah. be leading the way. MVP predictions. Um, I got Steph Curry. You look before they got Kevin Durant. He was on. He won back to back, and now they're not gonna have Clay Thompson for a good part of that season. They're, they don't have Kevin Durant at all anymore. And Steph Curry's gonna go out there and just he's gonna be shooting the ball, and that's what Steph Curry does best. He shoots the ball. He's gonna take more shots than he's had taken the last few years with Kevin Durant there, because Kevin Durant took a majority of the shots the last few years. Um, I think there's a chance chance Steph Curry could break his own record for threes in the season this year. And he's just going to go out there and dominate. He's going to put up 35-plus points per game. Wow. Uh, for me, I got Damian Lillard. This may shock a lot of people because he's not really ever 
in the mix of the MVP race. But for me this year, I think it's going to be his best year. We saw what he did against the Oklahoma City Thunder in the first round this past year. The guy has ice in his veins, comes up clutch every single time. And honestly, look at his numbers every single year. 25 points per game, 27 points per game, 27 points per game, and 26 points per game. That's his last four seasons. I expect, I think there's a chance he eclipses 30 points per game this year. I think this man's going to improve tremendously and just going to go off this year. I've got the Joker. Jokic. I, I think he will really, really stand out in Denver. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's a good chance with Jokic um, this year. Dude's a triple-double machine for a center, I mean. Literally, I think that they just have crazy arms. They have too many people that are getting the ball. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people. And because of that, the the Nuggets are going to be an extremely good team. But I just don't know if they have somebody on their team that will win. They remind me of the Jazz a lot, honestly. Just Just a better version of the Jazz. Man. I still get out, get out. But I mean, very complete, two complete teams. Yeah. And their bench players in depth, very great. But that's not to say he can't win the MVP. No, I mean he'll. Yeah, I mean he's he's still produces numbers. Yeah, he's he's an MVP candidate. Yeah, and he's one of the favorites this year too. So, I mean, there's a good chance Jokic has. I'm surprised nobody mentioned. Giannis, the previous winner. I, or Harden. I, I mean, to me, yeah. to me, the reason I didn't pick those two is James Harden has uh, Russell Westbrook mm-hmm. now, and I think they're going to be extremely good. Yeah. But and then Giannis, I think that he's just. I think he's a great player, but slightly overrated. Yeah, I think that for me, I just feel like there's going to be a new blood this year, I and think. that's going to be Damian Lillard in my. It's going to go back to the few years ago with Steph Curry. Oh. I don't know, man. Well, let's just say it's going to be exciting NBA. Yeah. This is the this best is, NBA season we've had in years. Exactly. I, I don't know who's going to win the NBA Finals. When was the last point. time you were able to say that? Uh, oh, last year everybody got it wrong, but yeah, everybody I was going to say the Warriors. Yeah, Yeah. so I'm just going to say the first year the Warriors won it. I mean, Warriors were like a great team. They were like a five seed in the West. But they fired Mark Jackson. There was questions on whether or not Mark ja- that was a correct firing to fire a guy that was consistently making the playoffs for your team. I think that was the last time I didn't expect a team to just dominate. Mm-hmm. And in the years before, it was the Heat just like dominating the Eastern Conference, and then they were dominating. They were playing really well in the NBA Finals. Them and the Spurs were having like these matchups, dream matchups in the NBA Finals for a couple years. I remember that Pacers team playing the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals, and that Pacers team was so good. Yeah. And I was, they were just such a complete team, and yeah. I was, I was really rooting for them. They could never make it to the finals though. Yeah. With Paul George, Grant Hill. George Hill. George Hill. George Hill. Yeah. yeah George Hill. That, and then Roy Hibbert and David West. I mean, that, that Pacers was a, team was good. Really good team. It was. All right, let's go through our playoff picks. Who are our top eight teams for the Eastern Conference? Eastern? Starting with eight. Starting with eight. Eastern Conference. I got eight, the Detroit Pistons. 
Seven, this is going to be a little bit of a shock. I got the Indiana Pacers lower than a lot of people have them. I think with Victor Oladipo missing time, I think still think they'll make the playoffs, but a little lower seed. Six, I got the Brooklyn Nets. I think Kyrie Irving will be enough to bring them to the playoffs. Five, I have the Miami Heat. Addition to Jimmy Butler will be big there. Four, Toronto Raptors. They lose Kawhi. I still think they're a great team. Got him up in the four seed. Three, Milwaukee Bucks. Again, I think Giannis is a good player, but I think that he's just a little bit overrated. I don't think he'll get that one seed this year. Uh, two, I have the Philadelphia 76ers. I love them, but I just don't like them as much as the Boston Celtics. I think the Celtics, this is their year. They're an elite team. I don't I don't know. not saying they're going to win the finals, but I think they're going to make the finals. Yeah. Uh, for me, number eight is going to surprise a lot of people, and that's Atlanta Hawks. They showed some improvement, and Trey Young had a great rookie year last year. But the addition of DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish in this year's draft, I think is going to come up big. Also, John Collins is a great power forward. So I expect Hawks to sneak in the playoffs and beat out like the teams like the Magic and um, the Pistons. Number seven, I got the Miami Heat. And the addition of Jimmy Butler is going to come up big. And Tyler Harrow, watch out for that guy. Had a great summer league, and this guy is going to be a sleeper this year. Number six, I got the Toronto Raptors. And the also, Kawhi's going to hurt, but unlike you, they're still a great team. With Pascal Siakam and Kyle Lowry, I just feel like it may take a little time for Pascal Siakam to take that step of being the leader of the organization. But I think they're going to still be a great team and possibly move out of the first round as well. Number five, I got the Nets. I feel like they're a great team, but I feel like them being without um, Kevin Durant is going to hurt them a little bit. I'm not sure if Kyrie Irving can really lead them to the promised land yet. Number four, I got the Indiana Pacers. You made some great points why they should be slipping down a little bit, and that's with Oladipo being out till like uh, late November. But I still feel like they're a great team. Malcolm Brogdon being added to that team is going to be big. Number three seed, I got the Celtics. And you made great points about them, especially with Kimba Walker joining. I like Kimba more than Kyrie. But the loss of Al Horford is not what I like. Number two, I got the Bucks. Still got to think they're a top two seed in the East. Giannis is still a great player, and Chris Middleton is a really good player too. And number one, I got the Sixers. And I hated the loss of um, J.J. Redick because I felt like he was able to space the floor. But the addition of Al Horford is going to help them a lot. What about the loss of Jimmy Butler? I mean, that's going to hurt them a little, I think. But in my opinion, he was great. But... They were without Jimmy Butler for the first half of the year still. It wasn't like they he was their day one with them, you know? Yeah, I think the 76ers definitely have a shot at making the finals this yeah. year. Yeah, I'll quickly go through mine. I've got Atlanta at the eighth seed. I think they're a team that – I think they're a good playoff team. Yeah. I think they can make a push for the eighth seed. Um. I've got Miami at seven. I like the addition of Jimmy Butler, but I don't know if they're, you know, top yeah. five seed team yet. 
Toronto at six, they lost Kawhi, but I still think they're a good team. I think they're going to drop a little bit, but they're still, you know, solid in the East. Got Brooklyn at five, uh, Pacers at four, Boston at three, Philly at two. I mean, I don't think Philly deserves to be a, a one seed, but yeah. I think they definitely have the talent to. Yeah. And Milwaukee at one. Mm-hmm. So let's review the uh, the West top eight, starting with eight. All right, um, we'll go a little quicker on the West this yeah. time. We got Kings at eight. The eight seed is gonna be a crazy race. Yeah. There's a lot of teams that are going for eight. I think the top seven are pretty set in stone. The eight mm-hmm. seed, there's a lot of teams that can get there. I got Trailblazers at seven, Lakers at six. I don't think they're as good as a lot of people think they are. I got Jazz at five, Nuggets at four, Warriors at three, Rockets at two, and Clippers at one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those top three are all going to – I think the, the top four really are going to be great teams. I think the Nuggets I don't think have a shot at making the finals, but they're going to be a really good team yeah. in the West that's going to compete. But I think the Clippers, Rockets, and Warriors are three teams that all have a shot at making the finals yeah. in the West. For me, number eight is the Spurs. Like you said, the eight seed's going to be so hard to predict. I just can't pick against a team that is – Making the playoffs every single year. You can't pick against Greg Popovich. Yeah, you can't. I mean, and they still got the talent with Lamarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan. Number seven seed, I got the Blazers. I mean, you look at what they did last year, and to me, last year they were going to take a step back, but they elevated their game. They were a three seed last year. Yeah, they were a great team last year. Or were they two? Three seed. Three? Yep. Uh, because Nuggets were a two seed. You're right, you're right. Number six seed, I got the Lakers. Like you said, I'm not a big fan of them. Um, They really gave up so much of their depth, and I feel like that's what's going to hurt them. And if AD or LeBron get injured like they did last year, it's going to hurt them big time. Number five seed, I got the Warriors. And I do think the loss of KD will hurt quite a bit. I mean, for me... You look at what they did before KD, and they were a great team. But they were able to get KD. And I feel like, how will they be able to get back to their old ways? That, to me, is a little worrisome. Number four, number five seed, sorry. I got the Denver Nuggets, or four seed, sorry, four. I got the Denver Nuggets, most complete team in basketball, in my opinion. Number three seed, I got the Utah Jazz. And I feel like the addition of um, Mike Conley is going to really help. And same with Bogdanovich. Not enough people bring him up, but the man went off once Oladipo went down with an injury last year. Number two seed, Rockets. I feel like it may take a while for Harden and Westbrook to work together. But they were able to work together in uh, Oklahoma City. I think it will emerge late come midseason, and they're going to be a title hope contender. And number one, I got the Clippers. Great defense. I mean, let's be real. Mm-hmm. I, my eighth seed, I'm between Dallas and San Antonio. Yeah. I mean, can't really go against San Antonio. They're, they've been a playoff team for as long as I can remember. But I also think Dallas makes a push this year. I think that they made the trade for Kristaps, and I think that if they're not happy, I think they make another trade to bring someone in to yeah. help complete this team and try and make a push for the eight seed. I've got Portland at seven, Utah at six. I got the Warriors at five. Like you said, Denver, mm-hmm. I also think is the most complete team. 
in basketball at four. The Lakers at three. I I'm, I really think the Lakers will yeah. have a good year. That's pretty much a boom or bust. But, yeah. And I'm going to go boom and, on the Lakers. But we'll see how they play out. I think the Clippers are solid team as well. I mean, they're very, very well-rounded. And I got Houston at one right there. Mm-hmm. Their guards are unstoppable. Yeah. With Clint Capella. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that pretty much wraps it up. Tune in for our next show on Friday where we'll talk about big games for college football this upcoming weekend, along with big games going on in the NFL. Might cover a little fantasy football, too, for NFL. We'll cover some fantasy football, give you some insight, and we'll review the MLB games that have happened since then, along with Thursday Night Football. So tune in to the Austin, Michael, and Austin show. Yep, and... Make sure you guys follow our Instagram and Twitter. Our Twitter is uh, the AMA Show, and our Instagram is the Austin Michael and Austin Show. So make sure you guys follow those two accounts. All right, thank you. We'll see you guys Friday. Oh, thank you.